Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. On our Oakwood Hard Jewelers Talk and Text line from Clutch Points, who covers the New Orleans Pelicans and the NBA Chris Dotson. Chris, thanks so much for joining us. Bobby and I talked about this earlier. Man, what an opportunity today. They played as bad as you could play in the first quarter. Have a great second quarter. Take the lead. And then down the stretch, uh, takes over. And two guys score 83 points for the Mavs. Right, yeah. Thanks for having me on, guys. Uh, But you watched the same game I did. It took those career nights from, you know, Kyrie and Tim Hardaway Jr., after, you know, getting phys- out physicality a couple nights ago. And I think Dallas, you know, they, they, they come out there and punch them in the mouth, but this is more on the Pelicans. That late, that late game, you know, if you're, you're that close and you got a double-digit lead, I think everybody in the NBA right now is saying, if you get the Pelicans in the playoffs, just keep it close. They're going to fold and they're going to miss free throws. That's the story. Now, uh, when you look at it, obviously uh... – you look at the big three, Brandon Ingram, Zion Williams, uh, C.J. McCollum, and then, uh, you know, you throw in the shooter, Trey Murphy. How do you figure out, because uh, it is a challenge, uh, when you're thinking, uh, how do you play Hawkins? Uh, because when you're looking at it, uh, obviously the game that they won, uh, he scored a career-high 34 points against uh, the Mavericks. And then, uh, but look, he knocked down six three-pointers in that game. And but uh, when you look at it, uh, the playing time is limited. Uh, so, so, so what is the answer as far as getting Hawkins more playing time? Well, we've seen some of it tonight. Like Jose didn't play at all. Najee only played nine minutes. They're going to start finding Jordan Hawkins some time because to me, Hawkins is better as a rookie than Trey Murphy was. Hawkins can already put the ball on the floor, attack, score from three levels. Trey was hitting the side of the backboard as a rookie and needed to go to the G League, and it, it's really still taking him a few years to round out his game. Hawkins is going to have to play, and he's really forcing the issue here uh, by putting up that 31 points, coming in and being great tonight. The problem was really not getting him shots. Trey and Hawkins only had nine shots. Larry Nance Jr. had 12. Trey and Hawk only went two for six from three-point range. You need both of them taking six threes, not six combined. So uh, how do you look where they're at? Uh, Because you looked at – I don't know, the challenge of playing back-to-backs like you did against Mavericks. Uh, you come from the Nuggets, and you're flying in, and you're basically uh, landing, and then you play in the game, and then, uh, you know, you have back-to-back games. But uh, how do you view, because I think it's the most important uh, going forward that they're able to have a, Jan- a January to remember. Uh, you know, if you look at it uh, in December, they've been outstanding, 
Uh, but when you look at uh, in January, and I'm just looking in past seasons, uh, not so much. I'm looking at like in 2021, 20, uh, 22, they were 5 and 10. Last year, they were 3 and 13. So I think when all said and done, uh, okay, what are we going to do in January to really have a type of record that uh, maybe like we did in December uh, when you 10 and 5 are better and, and not uh, behind the eight ball in January? That might just be looking at what Willie Green's been doing. That's it's kind of like pitching. Once you're in the third time around the order, the teams know what you're doing. Willie Green, he's had a few different teams over the last few years. Most of the time they're not healthy. But this year, people are starting to make adjustments on how Willie's, you know, utilizing his team. And it, it, look at what he said last uh, few nights ago. that They went through JV. They played through him. It was great. And the night, they didn't do any of that. And I don't know if that's Willie Green – you know, playing a different team with Trey and Zion and all of them coming back, it's almost like a different squad. Or if it's, it's – I just don't know. It, it's a tough January, and they're going to have to make some adjustments because it, if it happens three years in a row, that, that's a trend that it's more on you than somebody else. Chris, with so much – a lot of times coaches will say that so much talent around you that you got to have specific games that guys – will play well in and the key for a coach is to figure out which one of those games you got to have certain lineups in now we know if zion's healthy and and be they always going to be involved always but for the other guys it's sort of interchangeable uh where you have different people kind of rolling here and i think that's the part of coaching that i hear the most about if people complain about willie that the adjustment with personnel and playing personnel in certain, say, uh, teams that maybe would play to someone's strength, that they don't have that certain player in. Do you think that's part of it here uh, with Willie, sort of trying to figure it out? Because you do have some elements here, uh, and we saw it with Hawkins and coming off the bench and being able to, to make those type plays. But a lot of that had to do with the fact you were sort of riddled. You didn't have anything else to go to at that stage. Right, but now it's just, again, getting the rotations. Tonight you've seen when C.J., Trey, and Hawkins were all on the bench, I believe the Pelicans were negative 28. When at least one of them were on the court, we had positive numbers. You've got to play your shooters. And, and it's becoming painfully obvious that Zion's not going to take an outside shot. B.I. is going to be streaky from outside. Like he, In that Phoenix Sun series, he really got on one, and you could not guard him. You couldn't stop him. Tonight, in the last few, like last four games, he's just not hitting shots that he's usually hitting. And that's something Willie's going to have to figure out with his rotations so that he keeps those guys not only fresh, having some fresh looks, but it doesn't get stale so that the scouting report gets out and they know exactly how to stop this team. And it, that's, that's what it looks like is happening. It, once the other team makes an adjustment, Willie doesn't know what to go to after that. And sometimes he just throws something out there and it just doesn't work. You've got to have more than one shooter on the floor especially if Zion's out there. You know, uh, you brought that up about uh, Zion and his uh, willingness uh, to shoot that mid-range jumper. I'm not saying the jack-up threes. Now, if he was able to do that, because I remember when he first played, then he made like two or three three-pointers, and he, he wasn't, wasn't afraid to do that. But why has he, he been reluctant to shoot maybe those mid-range jumpers? I mean, wouldn't you practice that and be able to be confident? Okay, I know you want to attack the basket and they can't stop you, but uh, those mid-range jumpers, if he can ever uh, able to hit that, 
then he truly would be unstoppable. It, he really would be, and he's practiced that with uh, Coach Spoon, Teresa Weatherspoon, that you know left this season now with Chicago playing with the WNBA. But they were practicing that, and I think some of it might just come down to the NBA as a whole is trying to cut out those mid-range shots. And Zion, he can might hit 33% from three. If he can hit 40 or 45% from those mid-rangers, it still kind of doesn't add up. But, yeah, you were, I believe, uh, he hit four threes against the Spurs in his debut, professional debut. But I, those mid-rangers, he's going to have to hit them at a higher clip than 40 45%. Or I think it's really coming down to the coaching staff telling, people, telling him not to take that. Attack the rim or shoot the three or find a pass. But if you can't hit those mid-rangers – over 50%, I think he's actually being told and directed not to take those, which, which, I mean, that it's not the best shot, but if it's your only shot, I'd rather Zion take it than Jeremiah Robinson Earl. You know what I mean? Chris. Yeah, yeah go ahead, Mike. Chris, uh, you've seen the NBA now. Has there been one team that you say, man, I didn't think they would be nearly this good? Uh, now, again, we, we in January, and there's a lot of basketball to be played. But is there that one team that you've really been surprised with this year? To me, the Pacers, Pacers are know, really I, good. I, I, I mean, you, you look uh, – because I always look at him because the oil company, Halliburton. <laughs> yeah. I mean, when I look at that, uh, look at the Pacers, where they're at. I'd say the Magic. Uh, you better get ready to play when you're playing a team like the Magic. So – there seems like yep. there's always two or three teams, uh, like the Houston Rockets. Uh, you look where they're well, at. very uh, young team. Yeah, but, but it's amazing. And then, uh, but, but SG, uh, the, uh, Oklahoma, oh, uh, OKC, uh, but, but SG, I mean, that to me is like, look where they're at uh, right now uh, amongst the best in the league as far as how they win games. Right. They might even have home court advantage through the playoffs. The, the Oklahoma City has been very impressive. You're right. I really love what uh, Bancaro uh, and all them are doing in Orlando. Paces are all right, but and they're not great this year. But my pick would be the Utah Jazz. I did not expect them to be anywhere close to 500, and they're playing uh, pretty good basketball, and they're a team that's had the Pelicans number for years now. You put Jordan Clarkson out there, he seems to always have a great night against us. Kelly Olenek, marketing. The, the Jazz team looks like they are well ahead of where we all thought they would be. Uh, Houston, they're a little bit better than expected, but I think they're going to fall down to earth. These last few weeks, I haven't seen much from them that, that shows that they have another gear to get to. And right now, they're just running on veteran experience, that kind of savvy. But, yeah, it, you show me the Jazz, if they were not sellers this year, I could see them trying to sneak into the play-in just to get that experience. Uh, Chris, uh, your thoughts on the next game against the Hornets? and kind of how the Pelicans match up against them. Well, the Hornets are sorry. They got, we got to win that game. Come on. <laughs> you Come would on, think so. Yeah. You would think so. Right. I, I think you just go back to the basics. Look, go, go to JV in the post. Let him work out of that. Build out around that because it's worked. Every time it's worked, they've, they've done it. When they go away from JV, they start getting in these games that get kind of scattershot. There's no structure to them. This Pelicans team needs to play with structure. And when you come home, don't even worry about it being the Hornets. We know they're sorry. We know LaMelo is going to be hit and miss. Uh, they just got rid of Kai Jones this, this offseason because he had a crazy tantrum on Instagram. This is not a stable Charlotte team coming in. So just stick to the basics. This Pelicans team is good enough to just do the fundamentals and get by these sub-500 teams. 
and they can hit that special extra gear hopefully hopefully later in the season when it's really you know crunch time for playoff positioning the playoffs that sort of thing but yeah with charlotte coming in i would just try and get right get jordan hawkins some more minutes maybe you know something like that but yeah the hornets should not give us a problem chris thanks so much for joining us this afternoon man really appreciate it always enjoy your insights buddy thank you Hey, thanks again, guys. I'll see y'all around the gym or uh, dinner table soon, right? All right, Chris. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Chris. Chris Dotson, who covers the Pelicans, does a great job. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.